What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the dog to my John Wick. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? Not much. I'm pretty nervous I'm going to die, though. <laughs> if you do, I will avenge your death. Well, thanks, man. That, that <laughs> you know, makes it almost good. <laughs> How was your week, man? Uh, rainy. Didn't get started get much work done but other than that you know it's it's whatever how about you dude you guys you know sell a lot of comics uh yeah i mean you saw the list that came out last week so and i i didn't even get to read all of them that i wanted to i I did all the the real important ones but it's like dang there's too much to do and too many darn comics to read yeah but anyway Let's get into some news. Yeah, there's, all of this news. <laughs> there's just so much news, guys. I think like they have to just be like Marvel's probably saving up for like before Fandom to spoil that, and I bet and DC's probably just saving up for Fandom at this point. You know? Yeah, I agree. But let's hear let's hear one that you got. Okay, so I'm gonna go with my least interesting first. So Latin star Mina Masoud is interested in playing Nightwing, and what makes this really uninteresting to me is this guy, like, first off, I, I didn't see Aladdin, so I don't know if he's an awesome actor or not, but the dude's like, no one's really been Nightwing yet. No one's really told his story. Like, everyone's done Batman, though, so I don't want to be him. It's like, you're not even a fan. You don't even pay attention. He's literally in Titans right now. I don't even watch this show, but I know that. Like, come on, dude. Like, don't pretend like I'm a huge fan. Like, he, he didn't even say that. He's just like, that that's a one that i could do i googled skinny superheroes <laughs> yeah um i mean aladdin was a totally fine movie but yeah i i like the guy from titans i'm blanking on his name it's like brent something maybe but uh yeah he does a fine job as dick grayson so i know that that they would never they would absolutely cast someone new you know for a movie because that's how they are but still yeah and i mean oh just just trying to think about it it's like if they did do a movie though it'd have to be an hbo max only movie and you know like they would not they could not really like as much as i love nightwing and you love nightwing they could not release a nightwing movie to the theaters and expect that to make a billion dollars right uh, yeah i mean i i think like if they brought him into batman first it could but even this new batman's supposed to be like year one kind of so yeah it wouldn't work and, there and then it's also like with the robert pattinson one it's gonna be way more serious so it's like you couldn't really get dick young dick grayson in that and make that work either you know yeah so it's like you'd have to go the Zack snyder route and I don't think that's going to happen. So, no chance of holy strawberries, Batman wearing a jam or anything like that. You know, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um. All right. So there was a new Eternals TV spot with some new footage. Casey, did you check it out? I did not. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be. I'll be honest, though. It's like they could easily pay me to see that movie but they can't pay me to be excited about it. (laughs) I think it'll be fine. Yeah, but that's not something I can be excited about. I can't be like, oh my God, this movie is going to be so okay. So pumped. But I I I could just never. That's almost how I am after like Endgame though, you know? Well, I I was, I'm still pumped to see Shang-Chi whenever I see it, even though like one of the TV spots it looked like he was using the rings as a power move, like a super move too, which I'm like, that's stupid, but I still want to see the movie when I get the chance. Yeah. I, I hear that it's like, has nothing to do with like comic version at all, but it's still good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But anyway, the, the footage is like a lot of them walking in the desert for a minute. So you know nice. it's, it's whatever it's whatever you can do for a tv spot but you've got kumail looking suave you've got um dang it uh what's his name 
Mm-hmm. Richard Madden, he's playing uh, Icarus. That's, that's John Madden's son, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you imagine nice. him with the whiteboard describing yeah. <laughs> how they're going to take down the villain? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, back to you. All right, man. So, uh, I'll talk about Steve Orlando. Steve Orlando and Creasley are taking over the Marauders book. I've never read the Marauders. Like I hear the last run was pretty cool. And like, it sounds like a neat concept. Like that would be the type of book from the X-Men that I would actually read though. It's just hard for me to get excited about any book about the X-Men characters right now. So I don't know about that. And you're not a big Orlando fan. So he's, he's grown on me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like like I've said, I think he's perfectly fine, and I think this would be a fun book, but it's also like there's a lot of X-Men crap that I just don't care about that seems to always bleed into all of the other X-Men books. And Yeah. Which, which is kind of silly, because at least at uh, Comic Headquarters on Telegraph Road in St. Louis, Missouri, um, Everybody there, if they're buying one X-Men book, they're buying all of them. It doesn't matter if they tie in or not. So it's like, just just let one be its own thing because yeah. these X-Men nerds are going to buy all of it anyways. Yeah. That must be really nice for you then. Like, you know, as a, as a shop owner, because it's like, man, I mean, for me, I don't care. But for you, you have to be at least like, man, there's like 800 X-Men books out. Like the only way it could be better is if it was like the Spider-Man schedule where it was like everyone was three times a week or oh, a month. I mean. I mean, everybody has their limit eventually. But <laughs> yeah, like there there always are a lot of X-Men books, but like half of them are just miniseries. And then once those end, they'll just start a new miniseries. So I guess it's yeah. kind of like ongoing anyways, but you know, it is what it is. Now, I've seen a lot of people complain on Twitter, which is like 90% of Twitter, and they always are like, oh, man, Storm needs their own book. And, you know, they name off some other characters, but it's like Storm's pretty great. And she had her own book for a hot minute when Nightcrawler had his for a hot minute. Do you think a Storm book right now would be a pretty solid, like sales wise would be a solid miniseries? Because what the heck is she even doing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is she still queen of Wakanda? Is she like... No, I think that that ended a while back because her and uh, BP got divorced unless oh, okay. they got back together, which very well could have. Yeah, I'm not sure then. Um, I mean, she well, she's on... Gosh, I forget which team she's on. She's on one of the teams because I, yeah. I saw her on the cover this week. It might have also just been like an X-Men... They've been doing like one X-Men character uh, like variants, I guess. So I think it was just like a storm variant. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like the the first issue I think would pop off for sure. If it was just a mini like five or six, it'd probably do all right. But there's some that don't, that just, that doesn't work for everybody. You have to be like one of the real mainstream ones because they tried it they they've done a series for storm and cyclops and even magneto and there's a reason but they don't last that long well the the magneto series the scotty young one was actually pretty awesome i didn't read the cyclops i just can't get into cyclops but um and the storm one i didn't check out but i heard it was there's... actually pretty good there's been multiple Magneto series, right? Because I thought Colin I'm pretty sure. did one. I, I bet he did, yeah. He okay. probably did his. I think his was after the Scotty Young one. Okay. Um. All right. My last bit of news. Apparently, just like with everything else, Casey, there is a paper shortage. And it's kind of starting to hit the comic book industry a little bit. There's been stock issues reported from Bad Idea, DC, and Marvel. And there's also like still a what they're calling a manga drought in, uh, in Asia right now, too. So uh, hopefully they can stay on top of this sort of thing. But it's, it's sounding like 
it's just becoming too expensive, the what is available, and they don't know how it's going to affect the industry. That's worrisome. I I don't like the sound of that. I, like, I hope it's nothing like a lot of these other shortages have been. Like, they'll be like, oh, we are having this shortage. And then it's like, oh, guess what? Yeah, everything's back to normal. Don't worry about it. So I hope it's more like that. But, you know, it's hard to say. I do, too. I know that the the plastic one is real because I haven't been able to get comic bags regularly in like a year. Wow. Like my distributor will get in like one case every like other month. Um, and like it, it used to be just how many do you need? Now it's I have one case. Do you want it? <laughs> yeah. Geez, <laughs> Which really geez, sucks because you, you know, go through those. Yeah. I go through those for the store, for polis, for backstock and then people just want to buy them in bulk so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's rough hopefully i really hope that this whole paper thing doesn't come to that degree because then i think we're in some real trouble start doing uh single issues for 10 bucks a piece (laughs) yeah that's that's called half of marvel specials and i mean dc too in all fairness true they just do less of them yeah Okay, and then my last bit of news, slow news week. Uh, James Gunn confirmed on Twitter he's going to be working on a new DC project. It's not, you know, this isn't the Peacemaker thing. And I don't. I think he even said it's not Harley related. I could be wrong on that one. So, you know, I'll start off asking you, what would you want, what else would you want James Gunn to work on? Oh, um, man, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> So this will be genuine then, because you'll you know it's coming from your heart. Yes. Uh, do you have something that you could go first, so it's not silent? Um. Yeah, I mean, an ambush bug movie would be pretty sweet, or like a TV show, or anything Lobo related by James Gunn would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Gosh, dude, I'm I'm terrible. I'm drawing a complete <laughs> blank. I'm like, I don't even know who's funny. Are they going to be like, um, I don't even know who James Gunn is. Yeah. Who are you talking about? You know, you mean Sean, Sean Gunn, the guy from Gilmore Girls? <laughs> the guy who did the, the bodysuit for Weasel and Suicide Squad? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I wouldn't even want it to be funny. Like, surely he has some ideas for, like, a mostly serious story. Yeah. I mean, he claims I mean, to be a pretty big comic fan, so, uh, you know, let's let's do a like something Teen Titans related, like a live action proper uh, Teen Titans movie. He can use the ones from the show. DC or Warner Brothers wouldn't let him do that, but that would be cool. But let's yeah. get like big production uh, live action Teen Titans. The only downside to that, and this is like just my opinion, but. There is no set like you don't get like with the Teen Titans that worked really well originally because you always had like, oh, this is Wonder Girl. She appeared in Wonder Woman. Robin appeared in Batman and all this different stuff. And then just throwing them all in there. I mean, I know people know who they are more now because of Teen Titans Go and, you know, all this other type of other mainstream stuff. But still be kind of hard to get the audience when since they're all connected to other people, you know. I get that, but if they just marketed it the right way, like James Gunn's Teen Titans, yeah, then it'd be fine. Yeah, no, I agree. Because so many Marvel fanboys were like, this might be the first DC movie, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, they all went and saw it, so. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, I guess that movie flopped a little bit, technically, or not technically, but like people were like, oh, I didn't make enough money. Because it, well, they released on HBO Max also, and yeah. and COVID, you know. So it's like, well, yeah, it did, but I think it might have made HBO Max money, you know, help them out, getting more subscribers and all that nonsense. Yeah, I mean, that's where I watched it for sure. Yeah, um, 
So, and then also he said the Guardians Christmas special is going to introduce one of the greatest MCU characters. And I've seen a bunch of different theories on this, whether it be Adam Warlock or that shark, like the, the little shark that's really cute that everyone loves, that the internet just adores, like that too. So I think it's going to be Adam Warlock, but because I mean, it's like they set it up in the last Guardians for Adam Warlock, and if he's not in it, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, because I thought that he was kind of promised for Guardians Three, right? Yeah, and I think this is Guardian gonna be Guardians Three, basically. I hope it's Nova. I mean, I'm pretty good on never seeing a live action Nova. It's gonna be Nova or Hercules. Yeah, it's gonna be both of them. Just. <laughs> all right well i think that's the end of the news it so is. we'll take our ad break right. welcome back everybody um if you'd like to hear casey and i talk about video games for a few minutes uh and other out... nonsense honestly. Yeah, and other nonsense <laughs> check out the the youtube channel that's just two worlds podcast and uh you'll get to hear that but Casey, what books did you read this week? Okay, so I read last week's Catwoman, Batman Reptilian, number, I think this is issue, yeah, this is book four, Wolverine, number 16, Batman Superman, number 22, Good Asian, uh, five, Legends of the Dark Knight, also five, Adventure Man, the third five in a row. Superman, Son of Kal-El, a three. Deathstroke, Inc., one. Action Comics, 1,035. Robin, number six. And Thor, 17. What about you? I read Runes, number three. Icon and Rocket, number three. Mr. Miracle, Source of Freedom, number five. Robin, number six. Deathstroke, Inc., number one. And Thor number 17. Dang, you missed out on action. I I, I did preface this whole thing saying I didn't I get through everything. <laughs> I just I, I figured action was one of your like got to books, you know? Yeah, I re- I really did want to. Um and I'll probably end up reading it after we're done recording tonight. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I will get us started with, I'll talk about like a few books because Catwoman, I'm not going to talk about very long. I'm just going to say for me, uh, this is by Ram V and who was on the art again. But uh, as I try to find it, it was so good though, right? It was the art's really good. Um, And like the story itself, it's really good. I, I really liked it. I don't care. I don't really care about the fear state stuff. And they like this. They took, they went way too far in before the, artist name uh but it's nina vakuva and i liked it uh i mean the cover is not the best personally in my opinion yeah but yeah i i'd give it a seven out of ten i really liked it and ram v is just really good and then i'll talk about reptilian um by garth ennis liam sharp i'm just not really enjoying like the story itself is good i'm not gonna say it's not like it's a captivating story it's an interesting story but the way that batman's written i just still don't like but we get some killer croc here we kind of figure out what the monster that's been killing people is i don't really want to spoil it because it is kind of crazy there is one part though where like it doesn't make any actually i don't if i say this i'll spoil it so i won't but yeah it's it's interesting it doesn't feel like this is a very meaty book for like what uh yeah for five buck five buck book it's like little tiny guy so i mean that's kind of weird but yeah liam sharp's art's really interesting but like i said the story's not the best like at least the, you know all the writing is so yeah i'm gonna give it a six out of ten uh i'm hoping the last issue is coming up because like i'm fine reading it but it's also kind of getting tiresome <laughs> All right, uh, I will do runes number three. 
this book's not great. I'm honest. I'm just kind of in it because uh, I'm in too deep at this point. <laughs> you know what that's like. Yeah. Uh, Immortal Hulk comes to mind. Yeah. Well, thankfully, <laughs> this is only four issues and not 50. Not 50. <laughs> but this was written by Ivan Asitignola. Ugh, an art by Francesco Iancuinta. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the art is still pretty cool, but uh, the Viking guy is still in prison. This witch raises more of an undead army and is on her way to destroy this English village. And the English work out a deal with the Viking that uh, he kills the witch and he gets to go free. And yeah, that's where it ends. So I'm guessing the final issue is going to be a big old fight. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just not that well written. And I, it says that there's an English translator, but it, I found like a couple of like grammar mistakes throughout this book, which that was kind of unprofessional, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so I'm probably at like a five on this one. I got you, man. All right. So Wolverine 16, and this is by, um, I should, I really need this next time. Next time while you're talking, I'm going to get it all ready and set up because, you know, why be polite? Uh, Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert. And I normally really like Adam Kubert's art and everything I've read of this, but this one, it just stuff seemed kind of off at times. The story itself was kind of like, ah, we're going to, you're going to double cross this guy and I'm going to double cross him and we're going to team up. And then they're like, nah psych i'm double crossing you and he's double crossing you and then he's like see ya and so then wolverine you know kind of does a thing but like it ends with him you know of course winning it's just like this was like very much a letdown when like the rest of this arc was a pretty solid this one just wasn't very like the stuff that happened i guess i was more bored than anything else like there was a he fought a dude with acid blood and I was bored. That should tell you something, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. It should have been better. All right. Do Icon and Rocket, number three. This is written by Reginald Hudland and pencils by Doug Braithwaite. And this issue is cool. It's them, like, going around the world destroying like the drug trade basically and then like the president of the United States and like some of his colleagues are like this is killing the global economy <laughs> like we all like we, we say there's a war on drugs but really we just kind of control it so that we still make money from it and uh, you know this alien went and destroyed it with his, you know, teenage sidekick and we need to stop him. So they hire uh, the guy that uh, we saw in his flashback from back in the like civil war days that thought killed him. He thought he killed him. Um, yeah. He goes after uh, Rocket's mom at the end so this other lady shows up with like this cool sword and just tries to like protect the mom too but obviously this guy's like a shape shifting alien and just kind of kicking her butt and uh, yeah it just sort of ends on a cliffhanger on whether or not rocket is going to make it in time to save her mom but it was it was really cool it's just like they're dealing with issues like, okay, let's just say drugs weren't a thing one day, what would happen? And this is kind of exploring that, which I think is pretty neat. So um, I'm going to go, going to go eight out of 10 on this one. Nice. I saw, I actually saw a page from this. It's like rocket just blasts and a bunch of dudes that shot, shot at her and it looked awesome. Yeah. Cause she's a, uh, that's when they're in Afghanistan, I think. And she's like basically telling some slaves that they have the day off and can go. And then uh, all the all the bad guys watching over them all turn their guns on her. 
and she was like i just have one request don't miss because she can like take that energy and then like rechannel it back out so yeah they light her up and then she just destroys them it's awesome nice <laughs> all right so next up for me is gonna be batman superman number 22 and this is by gene Luen yang and paul pelletier on pencils and i like this you get calendar man he it's like right as the uh joker toxins you know going through and killing everyone in arkham and right as he's about to die mr uh mixaplik saves him and so then like he kind of he's very much breaking the fourth wall and he gives him this hat that lets him see all of the comic page like that's all in like boxes you know basically like all the panels and stuff and then so then he goes and he fights these people and like He's able to like this, like like right here. Like he throws it and then kill gets the guy here. Like yeah. they do that throughout, and it's really well done. And he he then looks and he can see that Bruce Wayne is Batman because he's over in this panel. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a funny part too where Barbara um she like goes to talk to Bruce and she says Oh, like this is one that just is like a silly, silly little thing. She's like, Bruce, you're up late having trouble sleeping. That was a joke. And then, you know, he's like, oh, what a, you know, he's, you know, being his normal grumpy self. And then Superman calls him like, Bruce, you're up late having trouble sleeping. That was a, it's like, we need to meet. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I just love that. Like, I love that Barbara and Superman have the same exact humor. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then like the only, only real downside is like this part here. So calendar man is punching superman and batman through the like panels and it's like yeah i get uh, he can punch batman through the panel but like he would just punch superman and break his hand you know like they like this hell you know this hat didn't give him like super strength or anything so like that part was a little bit annoying but other than that i really like this it was a lot of fun really really cool and then like mix split kind of just makes it so that none of the big things that happened in this book actually mattered, but it's actually done well. And I, I enjoyed it. It had little parts in it and I was like, eh, this is fine, but not great. But like I said, I liked it. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Nice. You think this book will last that much longer? I mean, yeah, Batman Superman ever since like Jeff Loeb did it, you know, like it's kind of been a staple. It just like, cause it, it's two of their best-selling characters together, and they don't have to do anything in continuity. So, right. I just I didn't know if the because if I remember right, the New Fifty Two one didn't do so hot. It jumped around a lot with creators, if I remember right, because then Greg Pak write it for a little bit, probably. And I had other people after that and stuff, but yeah. I, I want Gene Luen Yang to do other books too, though. It's like he does this in Shang-Chi and that's it. And it's like, dude, you're amazing. Do 50 other books. Come on. Well, you know, before before they announced Williamson on Batman, I was like, let him do Batman. That would be awesome. He would do such a great job. Or take over Superman once Philip Kennedy Johnson's done, you know? It's, in all honesty, like, just from, like, I follow Philip Kennedy Johnson on Twitter. It sounds like that's not going to happen anytime soon, so. Oh, really? I mean, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's earned a long haul on a book. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, the way it sounds, it's like someone said, like, I hope you're not leaving anytime soon because I love this book. He's like, oh, don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, everyone went to Substack, so. Yeah. All right. So next I'm going to do Mr. Miracle, The Source of Freedom, number five. And this book was written by Brandon Easton uh, with Fico Osseo on the art. And I also want to shout out Rico Renzi on the colors because it's amazing. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Miracle, Shiloh, uh, Orion, and Oberon are all fighting uh, Navir Free, who is Scott and Barda's child, along with all of these weird, I don't know, they're like... They just look like ectoplasm monsters. I know that's not what they are, but that's what it looks like. 
Um, anyway, they find the Mobius chair and they fly off to the source wall to like charge it up because they're like, they're talking, Shiloh's talking to his mother box and Orion and Oberon tell him that the Mobius chair can like answer any question. And so mother box is, um, translating and the chair doesn't have enough power. It's like, well, Motherbox is saying we need like this much power. And Oberon's like, I know a place. Let's go. They go to the source wall. And obviously that gives them enough. Um, but Shiloh uses it to just see Navir's backstory. And like she grew up super loved by Scott and Barda. But then one day they were like, we're going on this adventure to save the universe. And they walked through a boom tube and just never came back. And so Navir just built up this. Uh, I watched Star Wars today. So for lack of a better term, galactic empire to like keep their legacy alive. And they just find out that somewhere in the future, Shiloh and Navir have this like civil war, and that's why Navir's out to kill him. So, uh, so yeah, Navir catches up to them, but Orion is like, You guys go, I'll hold her off as long as I can. And they use the Mobius chair to go to a point in time. Basically, they're trying to beat when Scott and Barta leave and don't come back, but they don't make it. And they get to a point where a big fight during that Civil War is happening. And that's where it ends. And the series ends on the next issue. So, like, a lot kind of has to happen in this next issue. But this book's been so good that I have total faith in Brandon Easton as a writer. Um, but it was cool. I, you know, you throw Orion in as a guest appearance and chances are I'm probably going to like it unless it's just the worst book ever. So uh, it was cool. He was written well. Sometimes people write him as just like a jerk, like a mean jerk, and that's it. But he wasn't here and I appreciate that. And I mean, the art is just spectacular. So yeah, I wanted to shout out like the color work and stuff. You can see why there if you're yeah. viewing it. It's just really good stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give this a nine, I think. It, it wasn't quite perfect, but it was close. Nice, man. Okay, so next up for me is going to be The Good Asian. This is by Pornsack Pichichot and Alexandri Tefiginki. I feel so bad. I really do. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so this one, it, you kind of get more backstory with him and, you know, his love, like basically his love life and just how, like how he, his, all his relationships with his family that he's staying with or he was staying with and everything and how he got a scar. And then it ends on this crazy note. It's, it was super good. Like the last issue I wasn't super hot on and I was just like, ah, just kind of, I don't know. The end was crazy, but this one, I, I was captivated the whole time. And that's really all you can ask for of a comic. Like, I mean, I'm going to talk about the next book. I'm going to be like, oh, well, this is all you can ask for of a comic too. So it's like, <laughs> they're, you know, they're going to be completely different too, but this was super good. I loved it. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Nice. And you're done, correct? Or you have one more? Uh, no, I've got three that we read together. Okay. So next up is Legends of the Dark Knight. And Jake, really quick, you should get this book for like, do you like, did you see who, like what the story was in it? Yeah, it's, it's actually in my stack with action. Nice. Okay. So I'm not going to say too much about it, but uh, it's by Brandon Thompson, Thomas and Giannis, Milio Giannis on the art and Jordi Belair on the colors always kills it. Like, just I don't think they've ever done any bad work, but yeah. So like Batman's teaming up with Martian Manhunter against the Calendar Man again. <laughs> Double Calendar Man this week, fantastic. Maybe he's like every week, and we just don't ever read the books he's in. And now it's just finally coming over to these books, right? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of fun. I don't want to spoil anything for Jake, but I will say there was a lot of good parts. It's like kind of a lighthearted story with 
some you know like just the way like marsh manhunter and super and batman talk to each other and stuff and it's like if this book just became like legends of the dark knight just became like batman team up you know basically i would be all about that that'd be so much fun and like spinning off you know and like marsh manor gets his own book written by uh you know thomas like that'd be so great i'd be super stoked no that wouldn't happen but i would like it because like this is such a this was such a fun story i had such a great time and guess what that's all you can ask for of a comic book (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna give this one also a 10 out of 10 even though it's a completely different 10 out of 10 than the good asian i think you just you found the you know the title for the episode (laughs) <laughs> i need to just like say about all these other books now like this is all you can ask for of a comic book i hated it though um spoiler alert though i did not hate this this is going to be adventure man number five by matt fraction and uh the dodson's doing the art so it's terry dodson and rachel dodson and the only downside to this is the last one of these books like came out it feels like in the springtime it's been it's been a really long time yeah yeah so like that's the only only bad part about this is like i'm trying to remember like it's very much like memento like i'm just trying to like i thought it was done i thought it was the four issues and that's it yeah well it's like it just seems like that's how it goes with matt fraction books it's like oh yeah we can't have one with a good schedule guys and (laughs) jimmy jimmy was for the year yeah out. that's true that's true and i don't know why it's like that because it's like i can see i guess that's one of the reasons why he left marvel i was reading about this he got mad at how they were uh doing him with the releases you know releases on stuff and by the way have you been keeping track of time oh uh <laughs> no <laughs> i mean it's not been more than 15 minutes for sure yeah all so right we'll start but- with 45 Okay, but yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. If you can just like, if like they somehow came out with like a four issue trade that you could read right before this and then just pick up on number five, that'd be perfect. Because that's the only downside. Like I'm saying, you just don't remember what happened last issue. But I'm gonna give it an eight out. Sorry, eight out of ten. I was eight out of ten. It's really good. The art is outstanding. Yeah. I can tell people, I don't know if they did a trade, but they at least did a hardcover. Unfortunately, it's one of those like oversized, obnoxious hardcovers. Oh, yeah. But if you want to get caught up on the story, then you can do that. Um, would like a comic book shop have it? Maybe. Yeah, you know, check your check your local comic shop. And if, like, let's say, let's say like they live far away and they're listening to this, but like they in their local comic book shop doesn't have one. Would like comic headquarters have it? On yeah. Telegraph Road in St. Louis? They would. And you know what? Even if you did live far away, Comic Headquarters will mail it to you. Yeah, so if you're our one Ireland listener, but I don't know if you're still listening, he got, he got, he's got got you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up, um, this is just going to get the award for the worst cover. It's Superman, Son of Kal-El. And this is by, first really quick, look at this cover. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oof. It, it's just terrible. I mean, like, you don't have, like, the hands are too high up. It looks like, it looks like he's trying to be sexy for his dad, which is just not okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's by Tom Taylor with John Timms on the art. And this was, like, I, I said, I don't know if I said it on here, but I said, I'm pretty sure, this third issue doesn't keep me. I'm not gonna, not gonna stay on it. And it's like, I liked it enough to stay on it. I'm not I think it's mostly just because I love this character, but there's a lot of stuff in it that bothers me because it's like they, they rescue this character. First off, this building's going down and they're like, Oh, we got to rescue all the people in the building, which is like, good. They're rescuing all the people. But first off, Superman doesn't have tactical telekinesis. So he can't just hold a building that's falling down like this. He would just go through it. And then secondly, just because you're saving the people in the building, there's people on the ground. There's buildings surrounding it. This is building is going to hit another building. You have to save the, you know, all of this stuff. And it's just like, no, no, we save the people and the dogs that are in the building. We win. And I was really annoying. But then later on, he, uh, like, so he finds the, it's like the first issue where there's that person with the superpowers that doesn't remember anything. So they help her. They take her to star labs and she's being watched over. 
And then John gets a call from his reporter friend who was like, Oh, Hey, we need your help. They were like doing a uh, boycott the, you know, because of the, the um, refugees were being sent back. So they're all like picketing and stuff. And John joins them and they're like, he's like, you're going to have to arrest me if you want to arrest them. And they're like, we don't want to like, you have to. And they're like, okay. So they arrest him. <laughs> and then Superman shows up and he's like, and then like, at first, you know, he does this big speech about how his dad was a refugee and stuff. And then Superman shows up and gets him out of prison. And he's like, I hope, I hope like you're not it's just because I got a famous dad that I'm getting, you know, out of prison. It's like, he's like, everyone's getting out of prison. And then like he talks to him and it's like, this would work. Like I was talk- talking to my brother about this. Like this would work a lot better if like Superman wasn't an awesome dad. Like if he was just like, why are you doing this? Why are you such an idiot? And then, you know, John's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing what's right. It's like, no, that's super. It's like, you know, maybe I don't agree with you hundred percent son, but I support you. I love you. You know, it's like, it's, you know, he's like, I love you too, dad. Like they're just like way too in sync for the, like you need some type of foil, you know, to go right. against like when you're doing this type of stuff. So it doesn't work that way. And then John's pink hair reporter friend is there and, they're gonna like like oh you want to come do our to the family dinner and then like he can't talk in front of Lois because she's a great reporter and he's like Clark Kent's not like he's a fine reporter but Lois Lane she's got Pulitzers and I really I just don't know how to talk to her it's like dude you want to be a reporter you gotta learn to talk to people you <laughs> idiot so like that was you know like, people were like loving that online but I thought that was just kind of stupid and then like at the end somehow the bad guys got that superhero girl back. It doesn't explain. It's just, she's back. And guess what? We're using her as a weapon. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Cause I don't want to spoil it. If you're going to read it, are you going to read it? Yeah, probably not. All right. Well, I'm going to get this a Tom tailored out. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. I think that's the highest rating they've gotten so far, but I'm going to give it till issue five. Now, if it doesn't get above a five star rating, I'm done. Cause it's just like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the appeal, but maybe, you know, maybe I'm the, maybe I'm out of touch, you know? Um, <laughs> no, it is the children who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, next up is action comics. And this one is awesome. So yeah, you just have over the last one pick, you know, off Superman, like the, the one girls kind of like crazy and stuff wanting to fight everybody. Superman is being Superman and just being outstanding. And then he sh- show like he go like basically stops everything. And then he kind of basically lets Mongol know what's up. And then the justice league show up and they're like, we're not happy that you stole that thing. And then they kind of talk to him. He's like, I want you guys to go to war world with me. Which it's like, did you though? Look at this team. We got Black Canary, Ollie, Hawk Girl, um, that girl, what, uh, Naomi, Hippolyta, and Black Adam. Hippolyta, you are ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, and then and Batman. It's like, what were they going to do to Mongol? Like, Black Adam, I get, but the rest of them. Versus Mongol, come on. Come on, Green Arrow could have one-shot Mongol. <laughs> Green Arrow's got the Mongol arrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's like, I wish you guys would have come. And they kind of talk for a little bit. And then like we get a little bit of the, you know, John's angst. And that was like one part that I didn't really care much for. Uh, and then, you know, Superman does Superman stuff. And then he has a little bit of a bedroom chat with his wife, Lois. And then, then as she's sleeping, he's like, see ya. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then he get he shows up to his team, the authority, which is the team from the book that we've been reading Superman and the authority, which I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So I went to Twitter and was like, Hey, Philip Kennedy Johnson, what gives and say it like that i was not near as confrontational about it i was much nicer but i was basically just like i'll read exactly what i said um i was like 
he that's his reply i was like so genuine question loving this series why is superman and superman and the authority feel so much different than in action he feels like he's older and the whole thing is in a future type story and philip kenny johnson goes great question and it all makes sense by the end of action comics 1036 so he's doing a good job of selling that book it might not have anything to do with it but i i trust him so i mean it's neat that he was it's neat that he actually answered that too i bet he gets that a lot but yeah so i'm like i love this story and then the backup story which i'm normally i haven't been hot on this one is a guardian story and jimmy olsen which it's like how can you go wrong and so this is you know called tales of metropolis the guardian this is by sean lewis and sammy basri on art and it's great i loved it like you know you have them dealing with these kids that are doing some like weird kind of like ouija board nonsense but yeah it's a lot of fun the whole this as a whole is gonna get a nine out of ten i really liked it i mean like outside angsty john it was really good that's awesome man i'm glad to hear it you'll have to tell me what you think about it man i shall okay and then now we are just stevens I'm thinking Robin Deathstroke Thor. Okay, so maybe not Robin Deathstroke Thor because that's two Williamsons in a row. So we might want to do which one? Okay, which one do you think would be better to end on Robin or Deathstroke? And we'll just put the series, the number one, right? Okay, there we go. So what did you think of Robin? I'm going to let you take over. Sure. And just so the people know, it was written by Joshua Williamson and art was done by Gleb Melnikov. I thought this issue was pretty great, if I'm honest. Um, I like the, like the core... I'll say good guys are finally like meeting up in secret. And they're like, hey, something fishy's going on here. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, and then, you know, Robin was pretty crafty there at the end to try and figure out just what is going on here. But uh, but I like it. I w- the only thing is, like, I wish we could have seen more of the actual fights between some of these characters. And I realize that Williamson is just trying to tell the story here. And it's not just, like... You know, it would it would be twelve issues to get through all the fights. So I get that. Um, and and my theory about Gleb not being able to draw good fights still stands because some of these where like the fight stuff's going on, it's like the bodies just look weird and they look don't look like they know like they they look posed weird in my opinion. Well, and also it just kind of uh, things just kind of go too quick sometimes like his fight with uh tengu who is the bird guy he just goes from like tengu rushing him to just robin having like spoiler alert stabbed right through him and he's just standing there like next it's like well yeah well what happened well and then like like here so I think it's that's night wing getting kicked in the throat, but it's like kicking him in the throat, but yet he's like it's like kick like it blood's coming out of his mouth. So it's like, oh, you kicked him so hard that he's doing like the anime blood cough, which you know, I guess could be what's going on, but it doesn't quite look right. And like the uh one chick from Nightwing is doing that like really bad, like that stiff looking uppercut that just does not look good to me. Yeah. So um but, you know, like as far as like the story stuff goes, I'm digging it. And I I know that it's just like a Ravager knockoff, which is a Deathstroke knockoff. But Respawn looks awesome in my opinion. He does. I mean, heck, though, like that's Deathstroke. The reason why everyone knocks that character, like knocks off that design is because it's awesome. Yeah. So it makes sense that it looks so cool. And I will say even where Gleb does not do very good with his fights, his facial expressions are fantastic. I don't, I will say one other thing and I'm not going to put the blame on him. I'm going to put it on just whoever, but I hate this night, this bat uh, Robin mask. Yeah. It's like, 
what's what's the point like you're not even wearing a mask at this right. point man but other than that like i do like just how good he does facial expressions it's they look fantastic and then the way like his him written with a uh, old flat line is pretty Dude, great too i was just about to say that but a little their little wholesome moment was great and yeah. she like read his book so that she could talk to him about it i'm like Man, yeah i love that so i thought that was pretty great and yeah i'm just i i'm enjoying this pretty much for the most part like there's minor gripes but there's it's still good i we, i do wish we would have had more of the fights though it's like they killed off like half of nightwing's rogues gallery in just a couple of panels yeah i mean they'll all get back come back from you know lazarus pits yeah it's like dang like some of these guys were you know like if if you give nightwing a little trouble i i think you're a pretty good fighter because he's a very agile fighter and they're just like nah dead though in all fairness i do remember that one time when nightwing was mad and he wasn't holding back and he just defeated his whole rogues gallery by himself that time that was pretty that was that was pretty (laughs) awesome yeah agreed (laughs) um so yeah i i think i'm at a nine out of ten on this yeah i'm at about an eight i liked it but i didn't like it like as much as you clearly Okay, so next up is Thor number 17, and this is by Donnie Cates with uh, Michelle Bandini as the guest artist again. And what were your thoughts, dude? I liked it. Um, the only thing that, that kind of bugged me is some of this family drama felt a little forced. Like, Angela's just, I mean, she is so much angst, right? Yeah. Um, and even Odin. But that's Odin's character. Uh, so that is, like, I'm not faulting that too much because he's just like, well, I'm basically God. And if it doesn't go his way, then he's angsty about it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, overall, I liked it. I'm so glad that we got the nice mother-son moments between him and Frey at the end like that was fantastic and has needed to happen for a very long time and yeah. I'm gonna say it again man Freya's design who it it does things for me it's great <laughs> I think I think she looks fantastic it's like the it's it's like the coolest character design I've seen in a long time I love it what do you think of her big old um kitty cat with machine guns uh, I thought it was fine. Like the big cat thing is whatever. It's just like a, it's a cat that belongs to a giant, as I told you from last week's yeah. uh, Norse mythology story. The yeah, I thought, was, are, I thought it was pretty dang cool. <laughs> it is cool. You know, the, the machine guns are goofy, but I mean, whenever Jason Aaron did the War of the Realms, he kind of opened up weaponry to be whatever at that point. Yeah. So. Well, heck, even... Uh... Matt Fraction with the uh, fear itself when like Tony got to make armor like he teamed up with the uh, the dwarves and he made like Iron Man armors. Yeah, yeah, so sweet. I've seen panels from that. Um, We haven't read that. You didn't um, read Fear itself, or no? I did. I didn't read Fear itself. Oh, dude, you'll you you'd more than likely enjoy it. Some I mean, people I read, wrote, the, I read the end of it because obviously there's a big thing with Thor at the end of it. But yeah, yeah, like a lot. There's some people that were kind of like grumpy about it, but for the most part, most people liked it. So I think you'd probably enjoy it. Um, and then, really, the only other gripe I had is I don't like how this artist draws ponytail Thor. I just think <laughs> it looks so goofy. Like I know yeah. I said it last time too, but it's it's the same this issue. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I get that, and like for me, this this issue 100 percent felt like it was more geared towards you versus me, where it's like this is for the people I've been reading Thor for a good long while. So like I was just kind of left going like, okay, you know. But I am interested in seeing where it goes next because that you know where they're talking about with it, how it ended, is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I get it. And like, if you haven't been reading Thor for very long, like yourself, Casey, then this 
issue probably isn't going to grade too high, but we needed it as Thor fans. Yeah. Um, we, we desperately needed it. So I'm, I'm glad that, that Donnie gave attention to, to the issues at hand here. And hopefully, I don't know, it seemed like the way that, that this is going, like the starting next issue, it's about to be like really fun like really really mm-hmm. fun so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and i hope that we get more just more stuff with like uh odin angela and freya because i don't know like they they for, angela said why she got them all here but there's no way that that's resolved so hopefully we we see that flushed out a little bit more yeah so where are you at with it um i'm at an eight i think all right see like even though i didn't know what was going on like it's not that's not something i'm gonna you know penalize it for because it's not like this was like an issue one or whatever you know so it's like i can tell what good is when good is good so i'm i'm not that far off from you i'm just gonna give it a seven out of ten fair enough all right and then our last comic for the week is Deathstroke Inc. And this was written by Joshua Williamson and uh, Howard Porter does the art. I love Howard Porter. He's great. Um, <laughs> this was a weird issue, Casey. What'd you think of it? I was uh, let down. I'm going to say that. Yeah. I was expecting a 10 out of 10 and spoiler alert, it wasn't that. Um, yeah. Like it was interesting. There's some really kind of cool, creepy stuff, whatnot going on, but I don't know. It's just like Deathstroke, I thought was there's parts where I'm like, ah, they're trying way too hard with them. And then like that character that's on the on the uh, computer, well, I thought was super annoying. And like Black Canary is pretty cool. Like, you know, she knows something's up, so she's actually talking, you know trying to talk about stuff and, and that's interesting and deathstroke you know he's he's fine at at other times but when he's just walking around with a big machine gun and stuff it, like i'm like this doesn't seem like deathstroke i don't see him walking around with a big machine gun but yeah i don't know i was like i said i was let down what would you think um i mean it was fine it it's a first issue right there he's trying to do some setup here um the the b family was honestly like if you think about it pretty terrifying (laughs) yeah in my opinion um like the dad that just had the the like hive for a head and the weird uh like spout like if you walked into a house and saw that I'd, i'd be right back out the door but uh yeah the art's great. The character designs were cool for this creepy uh, bee family. I'm with you on Toy Man 2.0. Um, I don't know why they feel like all the characters that sit at a computer, you know, at the computer have to be the quirky but super annoying characters. Like, are we know. just I are we just spoiled think... on Barbara? Is that like what? I think so. Yeah. I think it would have been cool if they would have brought back calculator. I'm going to keep saying that till they bring him back. Cause I want it. I would love it. I would love an Oracle story and like that Gotham Knights or whatever book and have it be Oracle versus calculator. Yeah. I'd read that too. But, uh, but yeah, also like black Canary Deathstroke was whatever. He had a couple of like, like funny lines that they gave me a chuckle, but I I'm interested enough to like give it another couple issues because you know the the coming soon page some of those have me a little interested in what's going on but overall I'm probably at like a I'm gonna say a six out of ten I think that's actually exactly where I'm at the I will say it's pretty interesting though I I don't see how and I love Deathstroke and I love uh, Black Canary, but I don't see how they can do much against a bunch of Sinestro Corps members, but I guess we'll see. 
Are you are you gonna read more of it? That's the real question. Am I gonna? Sorry, you're you're breaking out a little bit. What'd you say? Are you gonna give the next issue a chance? Or are you like done with it? No, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna give it another chance. Like, heck, dude, I've been given all new Superman. How many chances? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right. All right, buddy. What are you excited for, man? So probably going to go with the, uh, you know, I I like a good anniversary spectacular. So I'm going to go with the Wonder Woman 80th anniversary issue. Um, It's kind of a light week for me personally, but uh, that being said, I'll go with Batman and the uh they're like seasonal special is called are you afraid of dark side and i'm probably going to give that a shot too yeah i'm gonna give that one a shot i'm for sure gonna give that one a shot um but yeah no it's looking like a small week for me too uh i know nice house on the lake for sure that last issue has me very excited for this one um (laughs) I'm going to say the Wonder Woman 80th Spectacular and Batman <laughs> because light week. <laughs> oh, man. Lots of oh. lots of diversity on our answers there. Yeah, right. Okay, so now it's Fantastic Four time. And while I was reading Batman, Batman Superman, I was just thinking to myself, you know, it'd be cool. Even more books like this where we just get two characters thrown together and I was wondering what would be four other character team ups or whatever that you would want to see. You can be sell as silly as you want with it or as serious as you want with it. I don't care. I think it's going to be fun no matter. Sure. So a more serious one that could certainly turn silly would be Thor and Beta Ray Bill. They're always like in each other's books, but there's never like a, those two together since uh really bill's first appearance which was the ballad so um i would like that next i'm going to say nightwing and wally west oh that was one of mine was it yeah it was whenever you uh let me borrow your flash trades back in the day he and uh he and nightwing had like a, a really good bromance going on there and i would like to read more of that and then I'm going to say it's pretty DC heavy because everybody knows I read a lot of DC at this point. I'm going to go Dr. Fate and Detective Chimp. I just think there's something there that could be fun. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, I'm going to say Orion and Plastic Man. I don't know what would happen in that book, but shenanigans would certainly ensue. And I would want to read it. Yeah. Good choices, man. So I'm going to start with, um, yeah, you, you stole Wally and uh, Nightwing from me, so that's too bad. But from after that, I would say, trying to think, oh, uh, Big Barda and Wonder Woman. Because I mean, like for me, I picture that being like the two of them, you know, like this going out like fight just fighting you know it's basically just them like pick like they're going to like a planet or like another realm or whatever and they're just picking a fight with like other like people are supposed to be good fighters they just beat the crap out out of them (laughs) yeah um and then oh i had a i had another silly one before i get to my favorite one um trying to think I don't know. I had another one that was that was going to be with Doctor Strange, but I'm blanking on it now. But then my favorite one that I came up with it would be a detective book with the Thing and um, Professor X, and it would be called it'd be Professor X still in the wheelchair though, and it would be called Rock and Roll because he rolls. And then I'll just say because I'm blanking on my Doctor Strange one. Um, 
who would be the other one that I really want to do? Oh, uh, She-Hulk and a Patsy Walker one because those two are besties anyway. And I want a good book with the two of them together. Period. Yeah. That'd just be fantastic. That one, I don't think that one's outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, like that one out of all of them, probably that one would happen. <laughs> I don't think the thing and Professor X are going to get a a uh, hundred pay a hundred you know issue series anytime soon i mean again <laughs> if marvel would just return our calls right i'll draw it all too <laughs> <laughs> man all right well i think that's the end of the episode huh i think so all right so let's do our closing plugs if you guys would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube and that is just two worlds podcast. Please subscribe to the old channel. And that's also where we have. Uh, some exclusive content if you don't want to hear the ad on the regular old podcast you can go and listen to us talk potentially say curse words and this week in particular yeah it's usually just jake usually (laughs) uh this week in particular we talk about some video games uh specifically game boy games um but anyway guys we would love to stay in chat but uh casey's been killed and i have to go kill a lot a lot of people to get my revenge so we'll see you next time bye guys